This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. In today's brief, we'll talk about Prigozhin's troll factory, Mike Pence, and security guarantees. That they'll work this time around. I'm Yulia, and today is Friday, June 30th, 2023. You're listening to the Ukraine War Brief podcast, where we bring you up to speed on the war in Ukraine in about 20 minutes or less. Let's get started with the news in Ukraine from the front. According to Ukrainian Deputy Defense Minister Hanna Malyar, Ukrainian forces have advanced 1,300 meters towards Russian-occupied Berdensk in the Zaporizhzhia Oblast and have also advanced about 1,200 to 1,500 meters towards Klishchivka and Kurdyumivka in the Bakhmut area of the Donetsk Oblast. The General Staff of the Armed Forces of Ukraine, or GSFU, reported that over the last day, Russian troops lost roughly 680 soldiers, one aircraft, and 27 artillery systems. The GSAFU also reported that Ukrainian forces repelled Russian attacks in the area of Rozdolivka, Orikhovo-Vasilivka, Bogdanivka, Bilahora, Avdiivka, Siverna, Marienka, and Novomikhailivka in the Donetsk region. Chief of the Defense Intelligence of Ukraine, GUR, Kirilo Budanov reported that private military company PMC, Wagner Group, will no longer be fighting in Ukraine, saying, quote, We have compromised the Russian leadership. The myth of the Russian regime's steadfastness has been destroyed once again. The Russian space forces suffered losses. Moreover, the Wagner PMC will no longer participate in the hostilities on the territory of Ukraine. This is the most effective unit of the Russian Federation, which was able to achieve success at any cost, end quote. Budanov also disclosed that there is an ongoing assassination plot against Prigozhin. Shocker. Republican former U.S. Vice President, current child of the corn, and prospective presidential candidate Mike Pence took an unannounced trip to Ukraine, meeting with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. According to Pence, his visit was not in an official capacity, but as a private citizen, saying, quote, being able to really see firsthand the heroism of the Ukrainian soldiers holding the line in those woods, see the heroism of the people here in Irpin that held back the Russian army, to see families whose homes were literally shelled in the midst of an unconscionable and unprovoked Russian invasion just steals my resolve to do my part to continue to call for strong American support for our Ukrainian friends and allies, end quote. Is that why you helped blackmail Zelensky a couple of years ago? And I haven't heard you calling for anything. Moving on to the home front. Russian attacks in Ukraine's east and south over the last day killed five and injured nine. According to a poll conducted by the Kyiv International Institute of Sociology, KIIS, 
78% of Ukrainians have close relatives who were killed or wounded due to the full-scale Russian invasion. I am included in those 78%. State-owned defense industry company Ukrbronprom was terminated yesterday and replaced by a joint stock company called Ukrainian Defense Industry. The Security Service of Ukraine, the SBU, reported on the 29th that it charged six people with the embezzlement of 400 million hryvnias, that is about 10.9 million USD, at the Poltava Mining and Processing Plant. Swedish eco-activist Greta Thunberg also visited Ukraine and met with President Zelensky, discussing the ecological consequences of the Kahovka Dam's destruction. Now to the temporarily occupied territories. Zmina Human Rights Center reported that over 560 Ukrainian citizens have been kidnapped by Russians from the occupied territories, including activists, volunteers, educators, and journalists. After the attack on the Chonharsky Bridge, occupation forces have been trying to use the route through Armyansk, according to Deputy Defense Minister Malyar. However, quote, It is too close to the positions of the Ukrainian defense forces, and this makes the enemies nervous. They do not feel safe in using this logistical and transport route. End quote. Let's talk about the news outside of Ukraine, the Russian Federation to be specific. According to the Institute for the Study of War, ISW, Putin may be still negotiating specific aspects of the deal to end the weekend rebellion. After Wagner leader Yevgeny Prigozhin's failed mutiny, his so-called troll factory was paralyzed for almost a week due to Russian security forces seizing all of the equipment from the organization's offices in St. Petersburg. The factory is now reportedly looking for a new owner. Anyone want some untrained trolls who don't speak English very well? I heard they're hiring a new trainer. UK intelligence suggested that the destruction of multiple aircraft during the Wagner scuffle has negatively affected the morale of Russia's aerospace force and emphasized the likely long-term consequences for Russian combat air operations from the loss of the Il-22M aerial command post, which some experts believe could be the biggest loss for the Russian air force in the war so far. Russian sources speculate that the Wagner Rebellion has already had a massive impact on the Russian command structure, and that the arrest of Sergei Suravikin could indicate an intention to purge commanders viewed as disloyal to the Kremlin. Some sources have reported that Suravikin was not arrested, but rather interrogated and released. From a six-story window soon, I'm sure. Despite the recent armed insurrection, the Wagner Group continues to recruit new members in Russian cities, according to the BBC, whose journalists spoke with staff at the recruitment centers. Apparently, nobody believed that the group was being disbanded. Pskov regional authorities reported that at least 14 soldiers from Pskov Oblast were killed during the incursion into the Belgorod region in early June, and 10 soldiers were captured. Next up, European news, which today are about as brief as the Russian coup. Poland is strengthening its eastern border due to the possible presence of around 8,000 Wagner soldiers in Belarus. 
In addition to increasing personnel at the border, fences and fortifications will also be built. Now on to the news worldwide. France, Germany, the UK and the US will offer Ukraine security guarantees, which will be formalized as bilateral agreements on long-term financing, military supplies and training, and also intelligence sharing. The plan was reportedly developed by France, which wants to send a, quote, very clear political signal, end quote, to both Ukraine and Russia. That signal being that they're not ready to invite Ukraine to NATO? The Financial Times reports that the guarantees will be a temporary solution to inspire confidence in the West's continued support for Ukraine. Alcohol producer Bacardi had announced that it would be leaving the Russian market following the full-scale invasion in 2022. The company's profits from the Russian brand, however, tripled over the last year. Kinda suspicious. Bacardi sucks anyway. Grey Goose is a top-shelf vodka, only in its advertisement. Here is a list of good alcoholic beverages you can substitute with. I recommend Hor, K-H-O-R, Ukrainian vodka, X-Dar, X-D-A-R, also a Ukrainian vodka, and Nimirov, also a Ukrainian vodka. They're all now available for purchase in the U.S. and truly go down very smooth, not like that goose. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg expressed his confidence that the alliance will, quote, send a very strong signal of support to Ukraine, end quote at the Vilnius summit in July, but that Ukraine's future membership in NATO will be discussed after the summit. President Zelensky indicated that he would personally come to Vilnius for the NATO summit only if Ukraine gets a satisfactory response, an advisor stating, quote, the president will not go if the leaders demonstrate a lack of courage while Ukraine is fighting against the Russian aggression with all the courage, will, and strength and high morale, end quote. According to the Lithuanian Armed Forces, Germany is deploying Patriot air defense systems in Vilnius, which is in Lithuania, to strengthen security for the upcoming NATO summit. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. And last but certainly not least, we have breaking news. Ukrainian defense intelligence reported that Russian occupation forces have begun to gradually leave the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant. Three employees of Rosatom, who managed the actions of the Russians there, were among the first to leave the station. Ukrainian employees who signed a contract with Rosatom also received recommendations to evacuate. According to the instructions, they should leave by July 5th. The recommended destination is the territory of the occupied Crimea. The number of military patrols is also gradually decreasing on the territory of the nuclear power plant itself and in Enerhodar. The personnel remaining at the station were instructed to, quote, blame Ukraine in case of any emergencies, end quote. 
Russian permanent representative to the UN Security Council last week stated that Russia is certainly not going to blow up the power plant. And if history is of any telling, we know that when Russians say something, they do the opposite. In Zaporizhia region, Ukrainian emergency workers are conducting drills to practice how to respond in the event of Russia blowing up the nuclear power plant. They're going through every possible scenario of radiation spreading to different regions. Police patrols are also increased in the area in order to conduct evacuations, make sure there are no traffic jams, and that evacuation buses can pass freely. This is the harsh reality that arises when dictators are allowed to blackmail nations. I am not a doctor, and I can neither diagnose nor prescribe. That said, the New York State Department of Health has guidance available regarding keeping potassium iodide handy in the event of a nuclear disaster, and one is exposed to radiation. You might consider bringing it up with your care provider. They can help you decide if it would be safe or beneficial for you. And to conclude today's episode, I would like to read you a quote from MASH, brought up to me by one of our listeners, Cass. Here is dialogue borrowed from IMDb. Hawkeye. War isn't hell. War is war. And hell is hell. And of the two, war is a lot worse. Father Mulcahy. How do you figure that, Hawkeye? Hawkeye. Easy, Father. Tell me, who goes to hell? Father Mulcahy. Sinners, I believe. Hawkeye. Exactly. There are no innocent bystanders in hell. War is chock full of them. Little kids, cripples, old ladies. In fact, except for some of the brass, almost everybody involved is an innocent bystander. That's the brief for today. Remember to check your sources and don't fall for propaganda. Join us on YouTube and TikTok for more Ukraine content and live news reports. And please, consider supporting our work on Patreon or subscribing to our YouTube channel. You'll find the links in the description. We'll be back tomorrow with more updates. Until then, stay safe, everyone. Ну що, до завтра.